One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the Bizarro Realm, where up is down and left is right. And Sean Strickland <laughs> is the UFC middleweight champion of the world. Stu Whiffin, if, if that is your real name, I don't know what to believe anymore. What do we believe? I said... How are you feeling, mate? I said in the pre-show, right, imagine this, Blake, right? Just picture this. Imagine there's a world where you wake up and Sean Strickland <laughs> is the champ. It's happened. It's absolutely mental. I mean, the, the funny thing is, I don't know if you can see this, but as I said this, if you're watching this on YouTube... I've got most of the blinds. I was about to say, I've just looked up. <laughs> As I said, Sean Strickland's the middleweight champion of the world. The place darkened. Cloak of Clouds darkness. came overhead. I'm sure a bolt of lightning is about to come out of the sky. Oh it was mental. We're starting to brighten up a little bit again now, but I might have to sort these blinds out in a minute. But, um, but yeah, absolute madness. Madness. I don't... I, I still can't speak properly about it now. It's We're recording this on the Monday, so we've had, you know, an entire day to sort of recover and sort of get our head around this. I'm going to have to sort these blinds out because it's gone dark. Sorry for everyone watching this on YouTube. But this is absolutely bananas. Stu, can you just talk me through your... Your feelings, maybe specifically, maybe specifically in round one when he dropped him. What was that like for you? Uh, do you know what? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm, I'm not a big Sean Strickland fan. I, 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 he's not, he's not my type of person. That, that he's, he said a lot of stuff that I don't agree with. Can we, can we mention what someone's said <coughs> on the comments? Uh, we, oh, yeah, we've lost. We've lost. Uh, uh, I think it's funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the people that don't seem to like us kind of uh, not being fans of Strickland and 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 the fact that you know there's there's a lot of elements of the the, the sort of MMA community that like that, and 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 I guess this podcast probably isn't really aimed at those people, is it? And uh, well, no. Basically, what they've said is you've lost a fan. 
You've lost a fan because you, you said you didn't like what Strickland said. Oh, I'm so sorry that I don't like misogyny and homophobia and racism. I'm really sorry I don't like those things. But yeah, no, I don't. So don't be a fan. I couldn't care less. Do you know what? Um, when he yeah. dropped his E, right, in answer to your question, when he dropped his E, I had a bolt of excitement of like, holy shit, this could be his one chance. This is his moment. Yeah. He's ceased that moment. He's dropped the champ. Um, he must have been listening to Martin McCutcheon just before coming out. That was his moment. That was his perfect <laughs> that moment. That was his moment. Uh, and in fairness, I was going to sing it, and then I decided not to. Right, you mate. just went I'll with step it, up, and mate. I love I'll it. Step up. Um, and in fairness, he looked like he was going for it, didn't he? He was smashing him, and it was like. Oh my god! And I think another ten seconds, and that you know, the, the, the round not finished. Oh. That would have been it. Um, well, I don't know. I felt like as he sort of got himself out of it and gave the thumbs up to Goddard and all that stuff. But I leapt out of my seat. I couldn't believe what I was watching. <laughs> it was madness. But I mean, aside from that, do you, know, do you know what? Let's take before I get into this. Let's take it back to the walkouts. Mm-hmm. Because the walkouts went kind of how I thought the fight was going to go in a sense. It was like, when you watch Sean Strickland walk out, to me, he looked like a rabbit in the headlights. He took his shirt off well before he got to the guy that they would normally do that. And I was like, oh, he's getting this over and done with. He's going to go in there. He's not going to wrestle him. He's going to try and kickbox him. He's going to get knocked out in two rounds. And he knows it. He knows it, which is why he's trying to just get past this so quickly. And I do feel like he still might have actually gone in there with Matt mentality. I don't know. Adesanya comes down. He's just dancing and, you know, singing along to his song and all that stuff. It seems like just the epitome of confidence and composure. And then even when the, the, the Izzy doesn't touch gloves because Sean Strickland's been having a go at him and his dog, which I don't fully understand this, but did Israel Adesanya do something to his dog's penis? All, all I keep seeing. I don't seeing. really oh, that know. Was, something, that, something happened. That was another one of the comments. I don't know what it is. That was another one of the comments about us not being fans of Sean Strickland. Someone said something on the lines of, well... Uh, 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 I'm sure it was on the lines of like, is he wanking off his dog or something like that? I don't know. Uh, I, I, well, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't sort of uh, spend time in places where videos like that get passed about. No, <laughs> I me, really want to see that. And look, you look. We we can't be on top of every single thing that yeah. every fighter does. Yeah. We're now a little bit aware of it. I haven't seen the video. I don't want to see the video. So no. please don't tag me in it. Um, <laughs> if that is sort of true, if he's done something like that, that's obviously kind of gross, uh, and I don't like that. But yeah, I, I, I I'm I'm not gonna say because of that, oh yeah, no, what Sean Strickland says is fine. And I'll get on to some of what Sean Strickland said in his post-fight interview because some of it I think is kind of quite deep and uh, and maybe meaningful and potentially inspiring to to some people as well. Like that you can't just say that one person is one thing. You know, we are human beings, we are complex, there is loads of different facets to us. But that doesn't take away from the fact that he has said some really bad things in the past and I'm not a fan of it. I don't I don't I don't want my son to grow up looking at Sean Strickland and thinking I should talk to and about women in the way that he does. And the same thing with with some of the homophobic comments. I wouldn't want my son to grow up thinking in a homophobic way. If my son was gay, 
Okay, I, I don't care. That, that, that's fine with me. I, yeah, I just, I, the, 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 what I wouldn't want is for him to, to, to see stuff, the hatred that, that someone like Sean Strickland puts out there at times. It, and he's not the only one. Right. There's a lot of, I mean, Jesus, on this card, yeah. we will get on to some of the language. So there's that, that a lot of used. F-bombs thrown around that we, we, yeah, we don't want that. Talking about fuck. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so we'll get, look, we'll get onto all that. Let's focus on, on the fight itself. Uh, I'll tell you the other thing that Izzy did just before he walked in the cage. I don't know if anyone else has noticed this. He hammer fisted himself in the dick. Did anyone say, am I the only one that saw this? You know, when like the guy's like checking your mouth guard, checking your arms, whatever. And then he tells you to check your cup. Izzy, like, rather than just, like, tapping his cup, he, like, hammer-fisted himself right on the cup. And I was like, well, maybe that's why you lost, mate. Maybe you've done yourself some serious damage. <laughs> Apparently, he went up to Dana White after the um, the fight. And Dana was like, are you all right? Because, obviously, it wasn't as typical as Adesanya performance, I guess. And Adesanya was like, I'll, I'll speak to you later. I'll talk to you later. Maybe he's going to turn around to Dana in private and said, look, mate, I... Before getting in the cage, I hammer fisted myself in the cup really hard, mm. and it twisted up some testicles down there, and I, I just, I couldn't get myself back on track. Look, well, let's let's talk about. Like, the, I think we can we, we can all admit, right, that the way that Sean Strickland approached that fight, round by round, was the best possible way to have done it, and. Are we taking I don't know away? If I, I don't even know if I agree with that, but carry well, on. Are, are we in agreement that Izzy didn't really turn up? I think that's possible. I don't know for sure because I think Izzy, in in leading up to the fight, was properly like dialed in. He was in it. I didn't see anything from Izzy like what you saw from, say, Rook, uh, uh, Luke Rockhold when before he fought Bisping. Yeah. Luke Rockhold before he fought Bisping in their second fight. Looked arrogant, looked like he was dismissing Bisping. He couldn't care less. Izzy, I think he knew he was a better fighter, or thought he was, but I didn't feel like he was taking him lightly in the build-up to the fight. I don't know. But anyway, but ca- carry on with your point. So, I just, I think by, by the sort of middle to the end of the second round, I was just watching like this pattern just form and it was pretty brilliant because at no point really did Izzy get the centre of the octagon. Strickland had him moving constantly, like constantly. like And it weren't just like a little switch. It was big movement constantly. And Sean Strickland didn't. Small steps, just moving around, chasing him down. And... And I just thought, that and half hard to sustain. And when you're getting out of that and there's someone throwing shots in, you're, and you're throwing as you're moving backwards, that's, that's not, you know, I, and, and we know that Izzy's a good counter-striker. We didn't see that. We didn't see that. And what we did see when he landed strikes, it didn't seem to bother Sean Strickland. You could see that his confidence was growing. It looked like the kicks yeah. weren't really doing what they should have been doing. Um I I just I think by the third round I was thinking I don't think he's going to pull it out of the bag here. I think Sean Strickland could be running away with this. And I I didn't have that thing that no like when um you watch uh Pereira where you just think yeah yeah, yeah whatever whatever in a minute he's going to knock you out. 
and like and you've always got that thing that well that's what that's what's going to happen i didn't get yeah. that and i was just thinking this could be insane like because Sean Strickland was never going to gas we know that about him yeah and and i was just thinking that his fight style at the moment the way he's just little steps walking him down like keeping him against that cage this is problematic for, for, for Izzy because he's got to keep moving. Otherwise, he's got to stand and strike. And he didn't seem to massively want to do that. He'd throw, then he'd, off he was gone. And he, then Strickland, two steps to the left, he's got him again. And, he's, and it's like, it must be exhausting to move at that rate. The way that Izzy was moving, just circling, yeah. circling, circling. Never once had to centre the octagon. It was it was. I don't want to say too many positive things about Sean Strickland, but I thought he fought the perfect fight. But I do think it was, as, and I think he said afterwards, he felt like he was fighting an amateur at, at times or something along them lines. Yeah. And if you were to tell somebody that watched that fight that had never watched UFC, that Adesanya guy, he's one of the greats. I don't think many people would go, Really? Because he didn't look great. I didn't even think he looked good. I thought he just looked like he was doing what he could to try and not get pinned against that cage. I mean, if he could strike, he was striking. But I think after two or three rounds, maybe you're thinking, it's not looking like I'm going to knock this guy out. And and it must have been such a massive thing for him, walking back to his corner after that first round, just thinking, fuck, just been dropped and nearly finished by Sean Strickland. This is not what was on the menu for tonight. How did you, just, how did you say Strick- it, Well, Strickland was just so defensively sound. He's got such a strange fight style, isn't he? Like His, his training is all just sparring, it yeah. seems like. He spars heavy all the time. And he seems to just be able to read opponents, I suppose, quite well defensively. Like he's He does a slight kind of like... I don't know if I'd want to call it a Philly shell or not, but he, that 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 leg is constantly coming up to protect himself. It's almost like when he he, he, he fights in that Philly style, the, definitely. Yeah, but when 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 Izzy was fainting a lot more in uh, in the first round before he nearly got knocked out, any feints drew a massive reaction out of Strickland. He was constantly moving his hands. His leg was coming up to protect for kicks, even when the kicks weren't really coming. And um, but that's sort of his style. It looks kind of jerky, almost that it looks nervous. I'm not saying he is nervous. I'm saying when you look at the body language of his fight, it almost looks nervous because his hands mean, are constantly twitching and moving. And it doesn't look like he's twitching and moving in an offensive way where he's trying to feint his opponent. He's doing it in a way where he's almost like, where's the shot coming? Where's the shot coming? I'm going to block it. I'm going to block it. And he's always lifting that leg. Now, sometimes he was lifting it to throw the, the, the kind of front kick to, to the body, mm-hmm. which was a really good uh, way of keeping Izzy back against the cage and, and moving him backwards and giving Izzy something else to worry about but there wasn't like I don't remember any kind of big high kicks or even a lot of low kicks coming from Strickland it was always that front kick and protecting yourself with 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 kind of lifting your leg to to check a a potential kick coming from Izzy it's just such a strange style I, I do think in hindsight I mean and to be fair I thought this before the fight I thought Izzy would come forward a bit more mm. I thought Izzy would 
I, I not don't respect think his power at could. all. And I, I don't get me, I don't get me wrong. Obviously, after the first round, he had to respect his power a lot more. That was quite shocking for him, I think. But I thought he would come forward a lot more, and I thought he would be in the pocket with him, kind of anticipating that a he'd have more power than Strickland, and I think he does. I think he does have more power than Strickland. Uh, Strickland's even said himself in the post-fight press conference that he does not hit that hard. Um, and then, and I also thought he would be comfortable with uh, being able to implement his range more than Strickland's range, being the longer fighter and being the technical fighter that he is. And I thought he would have the speed advantage as well. So I thought being in the pocket with Strickland would kind of work. And uh, as long as he was maintaining, a, a, you know, his range rather than Strickland's range a little bit more. But I kind of felt like... As you said, he was skirting around the outside of the as if he was fighting Alex Pereira. It was, it was the Alex Pereira game plan. It was, let him back me up, let him back me up, let him back me up, and I'll keep moving and shifting around until I maybe find something. And he couldn't find anything. That's the thing. All of them things that you just said about Izzy, like, they're all the things that, that we'd expect from him because that's what we've seen previously. Yes, you know, I, I don't want to hate on Izzy now, but, you know, we did mention the pre-fight show. He's been in a lot of quite boring fights. And yep. uh, and, and this had the, you know, th- this wasn't the most exciting fight. You know, it was, I think that so much of this fight was based around the excitement, not the excitement or the anticipation of, we're about to see something really shocking here. We're, we're, we're seeing a very average looking Israel getting beaten by Sean Strickland. And I think, yeah, all of those things that you said that we expect, we didn't see. And so that's why I'm curious to hear if there's anything major. I hope there was nothing majorly wrong with him or something, you know, has happened in his personal life. I don't, you know, no one wants to hear stuff like that. Um, but maybe there is, and maybe, you know, it'll come out in the wash. But, you know, basing this episode today on who turned up and what we saw. I think we saw a very average Israel, and I think we saw a Sean Strickland that couldn't believe his luck. Well, are we seeing an Israel that is just a bit tired because he's an incredibly active fighter? Does he need a little bit of time off? Or are we seeing an Israel Adesanya that at like 33, 34, whatever he might be now, is now on the decline? Are we seeing an Adesanya that has an awful lot of combat sports uh, experience, like mileage on the clock type thing. Obviously, his kickboxing career predominantly, where you're very, very active, uh, and now his MMA career as well. Could we be seeing Izzy on the decline? I, I don't... I don't feel like that because I feel like he was winning that first Alex Pereira fight until he just got hit with a big shot, which just happens. And then he won the second fight. And now this just feels like an anomaly. I don't know what this was that we just watched. Maybe Sean Strickland just has a style that is, we are just, we'll find out that is a kind of kryptonite to Adesanya. I don't think so. I, I, th- I think I, it I, must I have been a bit of an off night. What you, you think this style, like, because here's the thing, we're going to have to get onto what's next. If he comes out, if he comes each out fighter, and says, look, I just had a bad night. There was no injury. There was no, you know, trauma or, or anything. He, you know, then I think it is. It was a bad stylistic matchup. 
And I think getting I don't think he's going to that... come out and say anything because I don't think he's that guy. I don't think right. he's going to come out with excuses. I think if he rematches Strickland and wins, then he might say, in the first fight, this happened. But I don't think you're going to hear much from well, him before then. Let, let's talk that because we, we mentioned this in the pre-fight show that you presume he gets the rematch. But then does he? Because he's only defended it. Well, he's only just won it. And that was... So that was his first defence, Strickland, wasn't it? Say that again. So he's only... Because he, obviously he lost the belt. Yeah. Wins it. Adesanya's but, first defence. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Yes. So why would he would he get a, an automatic rematch then? Because he's not held that well, title. Dana said Dana said he wants him to have an automatic rematch. Dana came out with that. I'm with you. I, I, but I mean, all right, as a fan, me personally... I don't think you should get an automatic rematch because I, I like to reserve it to, if you've had three title defenses, boom, automatic rematch. I'm fine with it. But if you, in this case, this is his first title defense after losing the belt already. I don't want to see him get an automatic rematch. I don't think he'd have to do a long journey back to the title. I think he could just win one fight and that's well, it. This, back to the back fight, to title though? after that. Because, But, well, we'll get to that. But I just think that... Um, the, the, the problem is Israel Adesanya is on a huge contract. He is the highest paid star in the UFC outside of Conor McGregor. They are not going to put him in a three-round three um, fight, uh, uh, you know, on a pay-per-view. Uh, they are not going to stick him as a fight night headliner uh, wherever where audiences are getting Izzy for free. That he is a pay-per-view star, so they want him in the big fights. Like that's that's what they want as a business. Uh, it makes business sense to sell pay-per-views off of Israel Adesanya, so that his wages that he's commanding is you know financially viable for the company. That's what makes sense for them as a business. So I understand why Dana's saying what he's saying and why they're going to do what they're doing, but. Do I think he deserves an automatic rematch? No. I, I think what would be maybe more fun, because I don't need to see this fight again. I don't care whether it was an off night for Izzy, um, and I don't care if Strickland is the kryptonite to Izzy uh, or if Izzy would come back and smash him. I don't care. I, this is a moment in time that I'm like, wow, this was mental. I'm enjoying the craziness of this moment. I don't need to see it again. I don't need history to be corrected and I don't need Strickland to go and do it again. I'm more than happy to see Strickland go and fight Drickus or Strickland go and fight Hamzat if he beats Costa. And then Izzy comes back and fights the winner of Strickland versus whichever one those would be. And it doesn't have to be Strickland. I don't care about the Strickland-Adesanya rematch. I do think it's... What the, the UFC needs as a company is to have Israel Adesanya fighting for the belt. But I'm hoping it might be a little bit down the line where either Strickland has beaten someone else in a title defense, which makes him like an even more legitimate champion. It's not just this crazy once in a lifetime moment that happened. He's actually defended the belt as well. Or someone beats him for the belt, whether it be Hamzat, Drickus, whoever. If you're Drickus, I, I think... Is this a good thing or a bad thing, what's just happened? Because the, Bad. It is, isn't it? Because the big money fire so. was, was, was Izzy, wasn't it? And, and if you're yeah. Drickus, 
I guess financially there's money in fighting Izzy, but why would you fight Israel Adesanya for the you know for for money when you could potentially fight and have a very very good chance of beating Sean Strickland and maybe getting not based on what we've just seen this weekend, get an, an easier road to becoming the champ. And But do you think that they're not going to give Drickus that shot? Do you think they don't think he's a... Drickus versus Sean Strickland, is that a big enough fight? I don't know. No. Hamzat Chemaev versus... I think that's a no. Yeah. Hamzat, like, you know, that's... He's going to beat Costa, I'm yeah. sure. And, and... If it... I don't know I anymore. Don't I don't know it. anymore, though. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 oh God, none of us know anything anymore. I mean, what the fuck? Like, there's not... The thing is, there's not a pundit in the world that was telling you legitimately Sean Strickland has the tools to beat Israel Adesanya. I think he's going to do it, and here's how he's going to do it. Even his own coach, Eric Nixick, was like, yeah, this is a really bad stylistic matchup for us. <laughs> like, this is, this is mental. Yeah. This is absolutely mental. But I think you've hit the nail on the head with, I don't think Drickus versus Sean Strickland is selling pay-per-views. I just don't think it is. Um, I think Strickland is an interesting guy, I guess, if that's how you want to say it. He has a fan base for sure. People will see him in... Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A bigger way now that he's the champion, but he's not a pay-per-view star as far as I'm concerned. Drickus Duplessis is not a pay-per-view star. You need to have someone that is a pay-per-view star in that fight with Strickland to sort of carry the load of a pay-per-view if Strickland's main event in a, a pay-per-view. That's why the Adesanya fight worked enough. They, you know, they sold out that arena before a main, ev- main event was even booked because they knew Adesanya was going to be on that card. Adesanya did all the heavy lifting. Um, when it comes to Hamzat, he's a huge star, but we just haven't seen him for so long. Now, if Hamzat is able to ragdoll Costa and beat him in a round or two and absolutely smash him up in the way that he has done to other fighters, 
then Hamza has got such a fan base. He's so popular on the social media channels. He's, you know, he's, he, Hamza's a big deal. The, he's gone off the boil a little bit because he's just not been present in our lives. His last fight was like a year ago, it feels like, or whatever it was. And he's not been kind of in the news as, as much. So, you know, Hamza's definitely gone off the boil. But one big win over Costa, he grabs that mic and says, look, I'm ready. I'm going to, he says, I'm going to eat everyone in the division and all that stuff. And, um, and I'm going to take out Sean Strickland. He's like, he's next. Like, whatever it is, Dana will book that fight and he'll book it over Drickers because Drickers is just not the star that Hamza is. But it's also dependent on when Adesanya wants to come back. If Adesanya wants to take time off, then I think they do the Hamzat fight if Hamzat beats um, Drickers. Here's the other thing right, uh, that's just kind of popped into uh, my head. I've got some. I've got a fight I want to throw in there as well. Well, okay, can I just say this? Just hypothetically, let's say that Paolo Costa beats Hamzat. Say he knocks him out. Does Costa leap over Drickers? Because I think Costa's a bigger star than Drickers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the Drickers thing is linked to Adesanya, that's, right? That's the money. The, the money's there. everyone wants to see Drickers is because the beef with Adesanya. Now, Drickers, as far as I'm concerned, is the number one contender. You can't beat Robert Whittaker and then not fight for the belt next. That is crazy. But this is not a meritocracy. This is a business. And I do think that Paolo Costa might sell more pay-per-views against Strickland than what Drickers would. Against Adesanya, completely different story. But is yeah, I think Costa is is potentially got the chance to leap over Drickus as well. What were you going to say? He's looking hench. Is this who Costa? No, Conor McGregor. Is this potentially his best chance of winning a belt? Could he say? No. Could he say, "I want this fight"? He's he's gone on socials and said he wants it. He said he'll have it. Like. I don't know. He says he'll have every fight. He'll be asking, he'll be calling out the winner of Fury and Garnu. But didn't he call out Volk yesterday or the other day? Uh, probably, as well? yeah. He called out Volk. Yeah. It was like the featherweight goats. Oh, uh, uh, whatever. But could he? I mean, he, I think he could beat Sean Strickland. Like, mm, I. Is, is I this the easiest I chance don't. he's got? Size? No, it's not. What no, you it's, you it's think? Not, Michael not, Chandler would be an easier fight. I disagree. Yes. No. Michael Chandler's a much easier fight than Sean Strickland for him. No chance. Wrestling? Yeah. No, no I think so. Yeah, but that. But is Chandler going to wrestle, though? Chandler probably won't wrestle. He'll just go and throw big friggin' bungalows mm. at his face. He's, you know, that that's just, that's not his thing. Sean Strickland, I think, spars a lot. His defensive lad, cardio for days. He's not like someone that gets knocked out that easy. I mean, Alex Pereira, that that guy has like nuclear bombs in his hands. Like he, that's not you know, uh, that's not a regular punch. Mm. What Alex Pereira landed on him. Um, so I don't. Yeah, and I think size matters, man. You can't. Why can't go up to one eighty five? No, I don't. No, I think that's ludicrous. Mm. I, I yeah, I'm not into that. Um, with, with, I mean, this whole podcast is fucking ludicrous, Blake. Like the whole thing. This no, whole no, sport nothing's is off the table now, mate. The sport's mad. <laughs> What's happened? Sean Strickland is the middleweight champion of the world. He beat one of the best ever in Israel Adesanya. But this at his own game, he outpointed him. No, do you know what it was? That's absolutely mad. He outpointed him. Yeah. 
it wasn't just a flash knockout. It wasn't like, oh, I've jumped on his back and got a submission out of nowhere. He didn't wrestle him, which is what everyone thinks you should do. And that Eric Nixick said our plan was to wrestle, like with every time he fights a striker or whatever. Because apparently Sean Strickland's a good wrestler. He just never uses it. He outpointed him. Comfortably. Not And not just that. Do you know what's really telling and is a question over Adesanya? The last 15, 20 seconds of that fight, whatever it was, Sean Strickland was hunting him down and shouting in his face. Adesanya went out into that fifth round. He must have known he was down on the scorecard. 100%. He must have known. There's, there's no way Adesanya went out there and thought, oh, if I win this round, then I'll win the whole fight. It, 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 you know, judging happens. It, it might have happened. But I, no. He knew he needed a finish, I think. He didn't and go looking for one. 20 seconds to go, he didn't go looking for one. What does that say? That means he gave his belt to Strickland. That maybe sounds harsh. No, 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 it doesn't. Maybe even unfair on Strickland. But like, you're like, Strickland didn't have to rip that belt from his cold, dead hands. (laughs) He gave it to him. He gave him the belt. Because with 20 seconds to go, Sean Strickland is going, come on, come on, hit me, fight me, and all this stuff. And Adesanya's just backing away, backing away. And I'm like, look, I don't know what it's like to be in there with someone like that. I'd probably be jumping over the cage and legging it out of the arena. Yeah, but we're, if I was we're not. We're not in a cage. Someone like that. We're not. Cha- we're not the champion. He's an elite level guy. You've had Pereira hunting you down for all those rounds, and you stuck in there, and you were like, "What happened?" Where you just went, "Yeah, I've just not got it today, man. I've not got it." You take that belt. Enjoy that belt. Well, you take it. It, it. You know, it felt like that in that last round, and more so. Like you, oh, I thought he was going to come out and just think, "I've got to finish him." And I don't think he thought he could finish him at that point. I think he just thought, I don't know what I've got here. Because we didn't see, we didn't see like, we didn't see the style bender. We, 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 we saw a very muted Israel Adesanya. Who, who, and it, it, was, it was just bizarre. And like, and as, as I said earlier, as the fight sort of got going and kept going, I was thinking, oh my God. We're watching Sean Strickland beat Israel Adesanya. Like this, this is unreal. And like you say, you, you, that fifth round, if that was Pereira going out there, you'd think, right, he's now going to starch him. He's going to gun for it and he's going to go down on his shield and he's going to try and knock him out. No one was going down on any shield in that fifth round. He just looked like he was like, no, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and backing off, moving round, moving round, moving round. I, I don't know. For, for me... And I want to sort of throw, you know, too much boxing in this, but like, if I look at Ricky Hatton as a fighter, he lost to Manny Pacquiao and he lost to Floyd Mayweather. Both times he went in and he just went down on his shield. He went out and that's what makes fighters champions and what makes the public love them, that they just leave it all in that ring. And we didn't see that from Adesanya. It was like, come on, mate. Like this is in this is in Sydney. That whole crowd, you are they're, they're all there for you. And it was interesting. Well, they weren't though, were no, they? No, they weren't because at they the were, end they were quite favourable to Strickland. It felt even that in the, way. the days leading up to the fight, it felt. Well, that I mean, way. Izzy's obviously from New Zealand. There is probably a slight I, I, rivalry I, I, I there. Know, I know. And they, Izzy took the belt off Whitaker, who's you know, the 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 guy in Australia. I mean, let's talk Whitaker. Where, where does he sit in this? Well, I, this is great for him. 
Because obviously the loss to Drickus has messed it up massively. If he beat Drickus, he's now getting a title shot. Yeah. Which I don't know whether or not he would have got that, been like, oh, well, let's go three fights with Adesanya. Um, but now that the belt has changed hands, Whitaker's in there. I, my worry about Whitaker is he didn't look himself mm. in the Drickers fight. So is he all right? Is what's going on there? But this is a massive thing for Whitaker. Whitaker just needs to get w- w- one win now, and he's in the conversation for sure. The problem is uh, this couldn't have happened at worst time because middleweight has been desperate for contenders for what feels like years now because Adesanya has really cleaned out that division. That's why like a sixth-ranked Sean Strickland got his title opportunity because the number one guy couldn't do it on such short notice. And Whitaker he beat twice. Brunson he's beat. Costa he's beat. Vittori twice. Cannoneer. Like all the guys high up. Izzy's already beaten them. And now finally we're like, oh my God, Drickus has beat Whitaker. He's the number one guy. We've finally got a genuine contender. Hamzat's and moved just up. just a month away. What? Hamzat's moved to middleweight. But, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hamzat is, is a month away from having his fight. That would be huge if he beats Costa. So we've got Drickers and Hands Up lined up, right, ready and waiting to go. Obviously, caveat, Hamzat has to beat Costa. But we're expecting him to. And... Now we've finally got some exciting fights for Izzy that we're like, Jesus, I can't wait to tune in for Izzy versus Drickers. I could not, I would be well into Izzy versus uh, Hamzat Shemaev. And now, just when it was all getting exciting, this craziness happens. I mean, before we've spoken about this fight for nearly 35 minutes or whatever the hell it's been. And rightfully so. Yeah. Because it is. Shocking. Is it? Is it the biggest um, upset? Is it bigger than Sarah GSP? Is it bigger than... For me, I, I'm always going Holly Ronda. That's the one, for me, that that done me. I could not believe it. It's bigger it. than Holly and Ronda. It's bigger than Holly and Ronda, I think. Because Holly had all the... Um, no one had beaten Ronda. Is he's been beaten. The, the boxing and with the... Yeah, but not like that and by anyone like that. And No, I disagree. Izzy's I, had boring I, I, fights. I think Izzy's, Izzy's one of the all-time greats. I just... Izzy's had, yeah, boring, he's had boring fights. fights but he outpo- yeah, but he's beat them easy. But Ronda, he's not as easy as Ronda boring... beat everyone so quickly. Looked like no one was ever going to get nearer. Like, first rounded, most fighters. Like I just don't remember it being that. I just, yeah, I don't remember. I remember being shocked. It's up there. I'm not saying it's not up there, but I think this is more shocking because I think in the lead up to the Ronda versus home fight, you're thinking to yourself, Ronda's obviously got to grab her and take her down, Mm. which she didn't do. She decided to try and kickbox a a boxing and kickboxing world champion, which was just a bad game plan. That was a Sean Strickland-esque game plan Mm. that didn't work. Um, And... uh, and Holly, if it was staying on the feet, always had a really good chance. Strickland, no one thought he could take him down. No one thought that he could outpower him and land that one knockout shot. No one thought he would outpoint Israel Adesanya. There was nothing, nothing in this whole build-up to this fight where you went, that's how they win. Like, to me, Sarah versus GSP... 
I'm aware of it, but I wasn't as into the sport then as I am now. So I don't have the emotional connection to it. All I can say is Sarah came off like an ultimate fighter where the winner got the chance to fight GSP. He was a BJJ guy. So for him to get the knockout win over a guy that is seen as one of the best, if not the best, to ever do it, that's huge. Like you might be able to talk more about the kind of the actual moment because I, I, I wasn't as into it. But for me, I, I go to Nunes Pena, one, because I just think Nunes was, and still is, I think, the greatest female fighter of all time. She uh, has dominated everyone in two weight classes, not one, but two weight classes. Yeah. And she got absolutely smashed. Yeah. Like she was, she kind of got choked out, but gave up like, like she, and she won that first round. Something happened in that second round where Pena was just in her face, boxing, taking lumps, giving lumps. And then just the the fight went to the ground and she took her back and, and Nunes was like, I can't do it. Tap, tap, tap. Like, that to me was the the biggest because again everyone going into that fight was just like a bit like this yeah. was sort of mocking the idea of Pena winning. <sighs> yeah, I just that I don't know this this is right up there, man. This is right right up there. This is top five, if not top three, maybe top two. Yeah, but it is it is up there as the one of the greatest upsets. Mm. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Of all time. And it's the manner in which he did it, man. Like the GSP thing, you're like, Sarah caught him with like this flash kind of like knockdown moment. Like this shit happens in MMA. Four ounce gloves. Anyone can crack anyone at that level. Even if it's the number one guy against the number 50 guy. If something just goes slightly wrong, you're talking nanoseconds, millimeters. Someone can always land that devastating punch. But this... He showed class and outpointed him to the point where he sort of mentally broke him to the point where Israel Adesanya could not even give him any offense when he knew the belt was lost. He didn't give him any last-ditch offense when Sean Strickland had his hands down and was screaming in his face. This huge. Yeah. It's so huge. I'm still baffled. I'm still so baffled by the whole thing. Well, look. Oh. Uh, Volkov is huge. Uh, and let's 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 
use that tenuous link to uh, to move away from the madness, <laughs> just because I'm just aware of time and we've not even got past yeah. it, which is to be expected because it was such madness. Um, but obviously there was a, a, a co-main in that, which was uh, Taito Vasa versus Volkov. Um, again, very quickly, we saw a bad matchup yep. for Taito Vasa there. Yep. Um, I think... Volkov, who's who's looking better and better, um, and he looked fantastic, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, he, it, those combos and finishing with kicks to the body, just like oh. Well, I think he nasty. must have looked at Ty's last fight and thought, well, I'm going to definitely go for some of them yeah. body kicks because there's there's a weakness there. Um, uh, you know, it's disappointing because obviously Ty, uh, the fans love him, and obviously fighting in in Australia, you could see he was he was well up for it, and but. <sighs> I don't know. He said he'd been doing weights and he'd been really sort of trying to build his strength up. And 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 I'll, I'll, I'll definitely say what I liked about Ty is he he does move really fast on his feet. He does make that distance up, and he will throw himself in the firing line. He will eat one to get one off as well. And that's why obviously fans love him. But you're fighting a very big man uh, in Volkov, and yeah. I just think. He had his number, and 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 um, yeah. and it was quite easy work for him, I think. And I, I mean, I, I felt like Ty was coming back into it in the yeah. second round. Was really chopping up his leg. He, Ty throws really underrated mm. leg kicks. They're really good leg kicks, especially for a man of his size. Um, but then Volkov caught one, put him on the ground, and that was it. I think we're just starting to see, you know, Ty lack skills in certain areas that I don't think he'll ever truly make up like the ground game and like I mean Volkov is a massive guy he, he didn't have he's athletic Ty surprisingly athletic but he doesn't have the footwork on the feet to really be able to close the dif- distance in a safe way mm. he seems to be on the end of Volkov's jab all the time until he just sort of muscles through it a, and he's able to try and jab, land though. something it's a really good jab Volkov's like. y- yeah but it but it I don't feel like Ty is one of these guys that if you're going to brawl with him he's so durable and he hits so hard that he'll probably win more often than not uh, unless your name's like Sergei Pavlovich um, but he he didn't have the skills to make up for his physical disadvantages mm. over Volkov. Volkov's long legs, that long jab, the fact that he was that taller and Ty had to get his hand up higher to try and hit him in the chin, like that just Ty just didn't have the skill set to be able to navigate that. And that I feel like was his downfall. And then obviously the lack of proficiency on the ground. I do think his ground game is getting better, but Volkov is not a Tommy Aspinall, a Jelton Almeida, a Curtis Blades, a John Jones. So if Volkov's getting you down and keeping you down, you've got a long way to go before you can truly get to the upper echelons of that division and and and, and plant your flag there and stay there for a while. Yeah. Um, Ezekiel choke as well. I think it's only the second ever Ezekiel choke uh, in the UFC. I think Alexi Olinik might have the first one. Uh, so I mean that again. Uh, I don't know whether that's to say the growth in Volkov or if it's to say a lack of proficiency in Ty. Maybe it's a little bit of both. I don't know. But um, but we love Ty. Ty's stock doesn't drop, though. Ty's, as you said, Ty's such a fan favourite that his next fight, 
Doesn't matter who it's against, everyone's up for it. Yeah. We all want to see Ty. We want to see him walk to the ring with a funny song, which I didn't actually notice. No, I didn't know what that was this time. No. But uh, but he walks to the ring with an interesting song. He, you know, he stands and bangs. He wants to go out on his shield or take you out. And uh, and if he wins, he's jumping on the cage and, and doing a shoey. He's like, he's, you know, he's a fun guy. We we love Tai Tuivasa. Uh, and uh, yeah, and as I say, stock hasn't dropped. It doesn't matter who he fights; it, people will want to watch him fight. Okay. Um, well, look, Cap versus Dos Santos was the fight of the night. Do you want to talk about that? I thought it was a fantastic fight. Um, I, yeah. I, I thought Dos Santos round one was incredible. Yeah, I, th- I thought Dos Santos making his UFC debut. You know, against uh, top ten, right, Manuel? Yeah, Cap's yeah. top ten. Yeah, and, like, and twenty three years of age, uh, Dos Santos. And do you know what? Just looked fantastic. Um, I, Dana White is going to be all over him. I, I, I don't see, uh, I don't see him going anywhere right now. I think that's that's a, a firm addition uh, to the uh, to the division of the UFC because he's so skilled um, at some insane shots. Um, Manel Capes. Boxing was, was was crisp, and and as you know, yeah. If we sort of look a little bit to to what we said about, um, uh, it, it just felt like for me, like the Santos would throw like sort of four or five shots that wouldn't necessarily do too much damage. Cape would throw one, and it just looked like it was faster and harder. Uh, and was doing more damage. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, his he's, he's boxing was spectacular. Um, but I, I, as a fight, it, the whole, the whole, you know, all, all three rounds blew my socks off. It was so exciting. Um, I, I, I think we're going to see real big things from Dos Santos. Like to, to make your debut, you know, that high up on a card, and and to put in that sort of performance. You know, Dana White, the, the people that you see, they love fighters like that that just seize yes. the opportunity and just go for it. And, you know, obviously he didn't get the win, um, but I, I think we're looking at a future star there. And, and, and okay, I mean, obviously, you know, he wants uh, Car France. I don't know if he wants... Uh, uh, did he call him out at the end? I, I couldn't really hear. They were bleeping out so many of the interviews. Oh, and they had to. Yeah. Because... Was that uh, when he Cape said the was one of the He... Yes, and by the way, guys, when we're saying F bomb, we're the talking homophobic about homophobic slur, slur. Yeah. not uh, not just you know, fuck. Um, Blake. So uh, sorry, bleep <laughs> me out. Um, but uh, yeah, the um, uh, this was uh, it was such a shame because I I was becoming a big Manel Cap fan. Mm. I was like, I, I knew he, he was big in Ryzen and he came into UFC, had a couple of issues, didn't win his first two, I don't think, but then has gone on like a four-fight win streak or something like that and has looked good, has looked good. And I was like, okay, Cap's, Cap's going, Cap, Cape, I can't, I can't remember which one it is, but this guy's coming on strong, he's, he's doing well. And in the lead-up to the fight, he's there having a go at Israel Adesanya 
and he's like having a go at Kaikara France, and I'm here for it. I'm like, yes, let's let's get this going. Let's let's make some of this more interesting. He felt like the star of the press conference to, to me. The way he was kind of like half, literally half the size of Israel Adesanya, and it's like, who the fuck are you? What what the the middleweight champion of the world who's been one of the best for a really long time. You're asking him who he is. Yeah. Okay, sure. That was the most viral it clip. Funny. It was the most viral clip of it was that. Most, and it was, it was funny. It was interesting. The, the beef he's having with Kai, it spills over to all the city kickboxing guys. Like, I'm loving it. I'm all here for it. Then he goes in there and as a fight of the night against the guy that's making his debut and against the guy that's only 23, you can only give credit to Dos Santos. What a phenomenal talent he looks like he could be. That shooter box style from Brazil, the Charles Oliveira-esque, just I'm just going to go forward into this and I'm going to take one to give one. Uh, we didn't see much of his ground game. I think Cap probably was aware that maybe it's not a game to play when you're dealing with some of those guys. But um, yeah, phenomenal fight, phenomenal fight. And then he gets to the post-fight chat. And he starts it off with all the, you know, having a go at Kaikara France. Uh, but I think he paid respect to the Santos. And I'm like, do you know what? This is great. The crowd's booing him and he's kind of giving it some and all that. I'm like, this guy's doing it. That's the, this that's, guy that's the is pantomime like, we're used to and we like, right? That's the pantomime we want. That is make us interested in your fights. Make us interested. Either we want to see you succeed or we don't want to see you succeed, whatever. Make us interested. And then... He called all the city kickboxing guys into your homophobic slur. And I just, my heart just sank, man. I was like, oh, what a shame. What a shame. Because I was all on board. I was all on board. And then when you get a glimpse into someone that's like that, particularly in a sport where I think that that kind of stuff is really just too prevalent and uh, just not something we ever want to see, and uh, it also is one of the things that gives fans of the sport a bad name. When you start talking to random people about, oh, I love MMA or I like watching the UFC. or whatever. Some people you talk to, there's a little thing in their eyes. It's like, oh, what are you like then? If you, if you like that sport where they say those things and do those things, what, what does that make you as a person? And I hate that. I, can't, I, I, I get really frustrated by that. Um, and yeah, I think there should be punishments for that kind of stuff. I don't think the UFC is going to give punishments for that kind of stuff, but there absolutely should be punishments so, for that kind of stuff. It's not free speech, it's hate speech. And so we just don't need it. We don't need it. And, you know, as we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, it's certainly not, you know, anything that, that, that this podcast is about. Um, and I mean, Dana White, I, I, I see him talking about... Uh, that at the press conference and he was like you know uh, I can't tell these guys what to say but the, the other guy that said it as well on the, on the prelims um, I don't know his name but he was on the fight yeah, past prelims and, I think and, he, and, and he, he said it afterwards well but at least he's apologised I, I haven't seen anything from Cap apologising maybe I'm wrong but I haven't seen any apology from Cap but the other guy at least sort of apologised and it makes it it's so clickbaity when people post stuff like this because obviously it's as much as like me and you will look at that and go fuck that that's like that's everything this sport doesn't need it's divisive in the MMA community because you see it's there's a big divisive split in people that will go oh they're just fighters man they're just lost they're caught up in the moment and it's like 
No, 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 no. People get caught up in the moment, and like when you when you're on national television, and someone puts a microphone in front of your mouth, just don't say dumb shit. Don't say stuff like that. Yeah. You don't have to be like just because you're a fire. That doesn't mean that you're allowed to be homophobic or misogynistic. Like it doesn't, and and it's so it highlights the just just the things that I don't like about this sport. Yeah. And I, like an idiot, I look at the comments and I just think, fuck's sake, really? Like, and there's snowflake gets thrown around a hell of a lot. Woke culture. And, we'll, we'll pro- that'll probably be on our YouTube oh yeah, comments next. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. And like, no, but it's like, come on, man. Like that, you're not being a snowflake if you just don't like homophobia being broadcast to the world like you know that's it's fucking you're just empathetic towards other people because there will be fighters on that roster like Jeff Molina who's no longer on the roster was forced to come out as bisexual because someone released a video of him like he's now the only guy sort of flying the flag because it was forced upon him to come out which should never happen there will be other fighters on that roster that are gay male fighters that are gay the, for some reason, like people don't seem to comment as much negatively on any uh, gay female fighters. I'm sure they do get it. Don't get me wrong, but you know we've seen Molly is is a fantastic kind of ambassador. Uh, Amanda Nunes, the greatest female fighter of all time. Whereas there are no openly gay male fighters on that UFC roster. That's so sad. And the reason is because of the hate they're going to get. And I also think the reason is because when something like this happens, when two guys are using homophobic slurs in their UFC post-fight speech in the octagon, when the cameras are on them and millions of people are watching worldwide, the UFC don't really care enough to do anything about it. That's how I see it. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we see someone say, they've been punished with this. They've been fined, some of their fight purse. Or they won't be getting a fight for six, seven months because we want to keep them away or whatever. Like, However they do it, I, I don't know. But, yeah, it's just it's, I, I just don't want to see it. And I think it's all right to show a bit of care and empathy to other people. And fun, with the snowflake thing, just separately, that bothers me is I feel like the most snowflakey thing is to, to moan about people being snowflakes. <laughs> like, that's just like, like, I'm so upset that you have empathy that I'm going to get on the keyboard and call you a snowflake. Oh, I'm so, I hate you so much, you snowflakes. What? what? Shut up. Call me Snowblake. I don't care. Hey, hashtag Snowblake. Snowblake. <laughs> Snowblake is fine. That is absolutely fine. I'll take that all day. I couldn't care less. I'll just tell everyone you're talking about my beard. Oh, dear. Absolutely. Snowy beard down here. Absolutely. Um, well, talk, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who hits like a truck and doesn't hit like a snowflake is Justin Taffer. Oh, and we nearly, we nearly had another eye poke right at the beginning. I thought, not again. I know. No way. Nearly eye poke to begin. That was one of the most vicious ground and pounds I've ever seen. Mm. Like, it looked like he wanted to do a walk-off KO. And when he realised that Austin Lane was kind of still slightly with it or the ref wasn't going to jump in, he sort of just knelt over him. And he didn't just, like, traditional ground and pound. His arms went so far back and to the side. He was just laying in hooks. It was absolutely vicious. It was brutal. It was, yeah... Lethal ground about he could have pushed punched him through the mat. Yeah, absolutely. It was absolutely outrageous. The other thing about Justin Taffer, I think he's only twenty nine. I'm gonna have to double check this because the man looks forty. Yeah, love you, Justin. Big fan. 
you look a lot older than it's what I think you It's just because are. he's got a 1980s dad's moustache. That's all it is. It, that, that's it. It's the moustache. If he loses the moustache, he probably looks very, very yeah. young. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. But yeah, I, I feel like I look the same age as Justin Taffer, but he's like a good 10 years younger than me or whatever he is. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he, yeah, he was but, looking but for the Mark he, Hunt, wasn't he? He, he, he just... He was. You, you could tell that... That's like, his of course, hero, that's yeah. his hero. Like, yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? And, and it was interesting to hear them talk about it on the commentary because, obviously, there's been a hell of a lot of issues between Mark Hunt and, and Dana White and the UFC. And, yeah. Uh, and so, I'm, you know, I was quite happy that, um, that the, the, the team there did uh, talk about him because you never hear that, you know... Work, like names like Randy Couture ever get sort of thrown about uh, in in the UFC commentary much anymore, and uh, and so it was nice. That, I think it did. That no, night, Team though. Couture. They said Someone, they did say uh, Team Couture. The, the, the uppercut. And I swear they said. Randy oh, did Couture. they oh, really? I felt like they did, but maybe I'm wrong. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to uh, bet okay. my house on it or anything. But, but I think uh, they did. yeah. Um, What's with the property today? Because you've just met, said about betting your ass, and you were saying throwing bungalows earlier. I want to know. I know. I've got property. Sponsored by Rightmove. We're not sponsored by Rightmove. Who are we like sponsored that? by? <laughs> no, I don't think anyone. Right. Sorry. Now. Sorry. But, uh, is there a snowflake company that we? <laughs> yeah, <come on. laughs> If there's a snowflake company, kind of like, we do a Christmas yeah. special for you. Come on, we're gearing up to Christmas. <laughs> Any kind of snowflake decorations? Oh, we'd be all over that. Um, snowflake yeah, anyway. sponsored by Snowflake Harrison. Oh, mate. Um, no, I'll, I'll tell you what, you. we're in partnership with. That's what I mean. Who are we in partnership with? We've got a lovely little partnership, a non profit partnership with. What a snowflakey thing to do. Oh, oh you're not taking any money. Oh, you're doing it for charity. Oh, you bloody snowflakes. Bloody lefties. Anyway, <laughs> we're, we're, I, think, I think Sean Strengthland sent us mad. The result from last night is just, I'm so blown away. <laughs> Nothing's right with the world. Oh. Anyway, we are partnered with Gamcare, who are a fantastic charity and in all seriousness do brilliant Brilliant work for uh, anyone suffering with a gambling addiction, uh, and even if you are friends or family member of someone with a family uh, with a gambling addiction, then uh, then they can help you. They have a twenty four seven helpline. They have an instant messenger kind of like chat box thing. If you're not comfortable talking with someone on the phone, you can jump on the website and you can talk to them on the on the little uh, chat box thing and they can give you all the help you need. And also what is really fantastic about them is they can get you counseling sessions for free, for free. And they can do it very, very quickly to help you. Uh, navigate your way through, you know, the debt you might be in, any kind of relationship difficulties you're having with with parents, siblings, loved ones, whatever it might be, because of your gambling addiction, uh, they can really help you. And again, not just if you're the one suffering, but if you are a family member or friend of someone that's suffering, they can help you as well. They can offer you counselling. They can give you the 24-7 helpline, all of those things. Stu, I reckon you've got the uh, the website and the phone number. Certainly have, mate. Uh, it's gamcare, G-A-M-C-A-R-E dot org dot UK. That's gamcare dot org dot UK. Or call them for free on 0808 8020 Three, three. All of these details will be in the show notes of this episode, so uh, go and click in, uh, over wherever you get your podcasts and, uh, and it'll take you straight through to the website. Right. Let's crack on with Tyson Pedro because when you think of an absolutely like lethal finish and celebration, you've got to think of Tyson Pedro. 
absolutely uh, smashed the pleasure man, smashed Turkage, and uh, and then gave it the old samurai sword yeah, across, and then yeah, sheathed yeah. his sword, bowed to him like a samurai. Absolutely, and the reason I loved it even more was because uh, Anton Turkage in the uh, post-fight press conference was asked about his nickname, the Pleasure Man, and he said something to the effect of, oh, you can ask Tyson Pedro's wife, which, by the way, you're an idiot, Turkage, because Tyson Pedro's wife, I believe, unless I'm getting this mistaken and it's the other way around, is Taito Ivasa's sister? Oh, fuck me. Or is Taito Ivasa with Tyson Pedro's sister? It's one or the other. But I think Tyson Pedro might be with Taito Ivasa's sister. So don't go saying stuff like that. that with is... Taito Ivasa's over there as well, mate. Yeah. What are you talking about? Jesus um, Christ, I did not know so, that. That's a family barbecue what? you wouldn't want to play up at, isn't it? <laughs> no, yeah. I bet you could have fun, though. Those guys look like they could have a laugh. There's a few beers in that fridge. They are really going to enjoy them. I'd love to go to a barbecue at Ty's house. I mean, that'd be great fun. Um, but, yeah, man, oh, it's, um, yeah, stupid. So I really loved the celebration. I sometimes get a little bit like, oh, I don't like it when, like, you know, like I, I didn't mind Izzy doing the arrows, mm-hmm. but I didn't like Izzy falling down in front of the sun. And uh, mm. there's other things where celebrations, I think, go a little bit too far or something. But with this one, I'm like, if you talk about a man's wife and then you get absolutely slept by him, he can do a celebration over your body. That is absolutely fine. Um, so, yeah. I guess the only other is thing... anything else to talk about? Oh, there's a couple of little things we should talk about, actually. I, d- I did want to say, um, Kiefer Crosby made his UFC debut, uh, Irish fighter, yep, uh, sure. first on the card. I didn't actually see the fight. I've not seen the fight past prelims yet. Um, obviously affiliated with uh, SBG over in Ireland. Uh, his UFC debut. I mean, I guess he, he developed a, a, a big bit of profile when he um, done the exhibition fight against the, the, the Geordie Shaw lad, Aaron Chalmers. Who, Aaron Chalmers. And... Uh, uh, and, and got the decision win over him, and 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 you know he's he's got a a, a, a record of, of fighting in Bellator uh, and Rise FC, and made his uh, debut on, on on Saturday against Kevin Jossett, and it, yeah, he unfortunately he got uh, choked out in the very first round. Not been great for Irish fighters lately, has it? No, God, but other than no. Ian Gary, obviously, but you've had like Sean O'Bannon's debut didn't go well, Reese McKee not debut but return to the UFC Carlin. didn't go well, yeah. Kaylin Lochran. Mm. Didn't go well, and now Kiefer Crosby as well. So hopefully the Irish guys can, uh, can uh, you know, fix fix things up and, and get some wins under their belt soon. Um, Carlos Solberg looked good, and it was one of those rare kind of um, referee had to double check the tape to get the tap. Did you see this? Yep, I did. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Carlos Solberg looking really good. Not the kind of knockout finishes that we've been used to with with Carlos Solberg, but he got fifth. But he got 15 minutes, mm-hmm. even though it should have ended slightly earlier than that. And he finished with a submission. And uh, we got to the um, the final bell. But then at a review of the tape, Herb Dean realised he missed a uh, a tap from, uh, from Jung. And uh, it came about, I don't know, 11, 12 seconds before the bell or something like that. So he, he won. I think it was a real naked choke, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But he, he, he was on top of him, flattened him out, real naked was, choke. Yeah. So got that. Got that win. So Carlos Solberg showing even more strings to his bow. Um, 
and uh, getting the submission win, which I think is absolutely fantastic for him. Called out Dominic Reyes, which I, d- I don't know if I'm interested in seeing Dominic Reyes fight again. No, it just looks no, so no, chilly. No, no, no. I just, I, I'm, wor- what I'm worried about that man's brain. Uh, mm. Call me a snowflake, but I'm worried about that man's mental health. Um, you want to be worried so, about Jack uh, Jenkins' arm, mate. That's what you want to be worried about. Oh! Oh, that was awful. <laughs> that was so, oh, mate, that was horrendous. If you haven't seen it, and I mean, if you don't like squeamish, arm breaky things, then please don't look there. But uh, yeah, it was like a judo throw, wasn't it? And he sort of put his arm out oh. to try and brace himself, <clears throat> and it just snapped <laughs> under him. Yeah, it was it was a bad one. I ho- I wish him a, a healthy, speedy recovery because that was a nasty mm. one. Mm. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Malarkey obviously got a win uh, over uh, McDessie. Um, it was a all right fight, three rounder, yeah, nothing, fun. no, no real big fireworks there. Um, obviously, it was good to see Malarkey get a win uh, in Australia. He seemed very happy with that. Uh, I could just talk more about Sean Strickland's win to be honest. <laughs> how surprising it was. <laughs> I could talk about that all day. I'm still blown away. I, I by don't that. think it's sunk in yet. That like I'm, it's not. I'm, next time it's I not go like on the UFC rankings, there's going to be a picture of him at the oh top my God, of a tomorrow, belt. On, on Tuesday, that's when they update all the ranking stuff, and I think that's when they update the website. So tomorrow, we might finally see Sean Strickland's face as the champ on the UFC rankings. I wonder if Israel's oh thinking, my goodness, fuck me, Sean Strickland's the middleweight champ. Do you think Izzy's thinking that? <laughs> Oh my god! Because the rest of the middleweights know, must just be thinking, "Fuck me, this this is great. This is like, you know, I, I, I don't. I mean, obviously, we spoke about the fights that could have could be, but there's no one in that top ten that don't think they can beat Sean Strickland for sure. Everybody must just be yeah. thinking, oh, I, "I can beat that guy." I wonder if Drickus Duplessis is regretting not taking the fight because, all right, he had only. I, I'm. I think Sean Strickland, uh, uh, Duplessis made the right decision for him at the time because he was like, hang on, I've just beat Robert Whittaker. I need to recover. I can't fight in six weeks. That's crazy. Mm. And I agree with him. And I don't think it's fair for Dana White to come out and say things like, you, you know, I don't like guys that turn down fights and all that. It's like, he weren't expecting that Israel to that's, turn up, was that's he? That's not fair. But if he knew that Israel was turning <laughs> up, I think he'd have gone, yeah, I'll go in there with a broken leg, mate. Yeah. Let's go. Absolutely. Let's go. Um, so... Yeah, man, I wonder if Drickus is absolutely kicking himself right now. Yeah, because the way that it looks like it's going to pan out, it's probably going to make that title shot a little bit more elusive for him. Who knows? Who knows? It might do. Who knows? Who knows? Well, look, uh, this week coming up is, uh, I'll have to pull it up actually, but it is uh, a UFC fight night with a difference because it's a UFC fight night where they are also showing, uh, or there is a belt on the line. Uh, the rematch between Alexa Grasso and Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, I'm just pulling up the fight card now. Uh, but that's unique, a fight card with that. It's still kind of usual time. I believe it's it's in Vegas, but it's part of the Mexican Independence Day uh, kind of celebratory card. Grasso versus Shevchenko. Kevin Holland versus Jack Della Maddalena, which, oh my God, that is going to be a great fight. I can't mm. wait for that one. The return of Raul Rosas Jr. after his kind of probably overhyped little run he had, and now he's coming back. And then outside of that, I feel like there was another fight on this card I really wanted to see. Yes, there was, but it's been taken off. I believe it was Daniel Rodriguez versus Santiago Ponzanibio, and I can't see that on this card anymore. 
So uh, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if someone's fallen out of that fight, which is a shame. And it is an extra shame because I really thought, you know, three three fights on that card, that would have been really, really uh, interesting that I, I really wanted to see. But just for the main and co-main event next week, Jack Della Maddalena versus Kevin Holland and the rematch between Shevchenko and Grasso. I was going to say to you, should we try and do a little prelude to this on a separate episode? But I'm not sure if I'm that as bothered now with just kind of two fights on there that I'm super mm. interested in. Maybe do a mini episode because Grasso Shevchenko is a big, big fight. There's a belt on the line and there'll be people waiting in the wings to see what happens with that fight, whether it be Manon Furo, whether it be Erin Blanchfield. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Um, other than that, are we are we basically done? I think so. I think so. Go um go check us out on YouTube if you haven't already. Um, I presume that some of you are watching now on YouTube, but um, if you just still uh, listen to us on the podcast format, that's fine. But um, we will be doing some some sort of big exciting stuff in uh, probably about a month's time. Uh, there'll be some more sort of visual stuff uh, that's going to look really really good that should be coming your way. So we'll keep you posted on any developments with that. But um, what we should say is uh, if you've missed the Bruce Buffer episode, then go and. Check it out because um, it's a really good watch over on YouTube. And uh, and, and as we've mentioned before, uh, for, for all you long-time listeners, if you're not, if it's your first time listening, hello and welcome. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Um, you've missed loads, so go check out that um, back catalogue because it's vast now. I think 180-odd episodes. So uh, go check them out because we've had a real who's who of uh, mixed martial arts on there. So, uh, yeah, I think now we're done. All right. See you later, guys. Mm-hmm.